1: Cain's Country Podcast. Hello, is this thing on? Is this is this thing on? Hello, hello. hello. Do we have a podcast? I think, I think we think have a so. podcast. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, hello, welcome to the Cain's Country Podcast. It's been it's been a minute. It's been about two months, actually, uh, if we're being precise. Um, this is going to be this is going to be an interesting little update podcast. Obviously, we hope everybody's doing well. It's a crazy time in the world, but we're not going to talk about um everything that's going on in the world everybody else is already doing that uh this is the canes country podcast and my name is brett finger of course justin lape is here justin hey how you doing i'm i'm great how are you i'm good i'm good managing managing speaking of managing uh interim managing editor canescountry.com andrew schnicker is here andrew hello 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 um i believe is this the first time you've been on the podcast i think it is
0: no, I don't Second think you were he? on it, but um, mm-hmm. some summer before last, when I was a staff writer at Kane's Country, when Jeff, when, when right after Skinner was traded, me, oh. Brian, and Justin did a podcast. I think,
1: wow, that one, think, that must have been a great Brett one. Was that's un, a, unavailable that's, many that's, times, so yeah. he has been absent on this podcast. That, that was um. Wow, that was a bad one to miss. I wish I would have been there for that one. That sounds like an yeah. interesting thing in retrospect. It's definitely interesting compared to all the hockey stuff that's going on here now, which is very little. Um, so just a quick little update. We're going to get to all this stuff. Um, Kane's Country Podcast, obviously, we, we, we've we gone about two months without an episode. Obviously, a lot's been going on. Um, Justin, we actually recorded an episode uh, the night before the season was canceled. Uh, okay. That one never, that one never saw the light of day, um, but it was interesting, and we did not talk about the coronavirus much at all. We were talking about hockey, and all of a sudden that became kind of irrelevant. Um, yeah. Maybe, maybe one day we'll, we'll, we'll see what what we said in that one, and we'll we'll bring it up and the we'll unru- talk about it. The unreleased tapes. Well, the, the unreleased tapes.
0: tapes. The lost episode. Yeah. The, the lost episode. Exactly.
1: Sets. Exactly. Um, that'll be part of the blu-ray uh edition of the podcast that we release uh here soon very soon Mm -hmm. um but an update on the podcast moving forward i believe the plan is um once every two weeks uh that we're going to be making a podcast here we're not going to make any promises as to what those episodes will hold um but just be aware that until we get you know Further information on what's going to happen here moving forward, with the season, or lack thereof, or postseason, or lack thereof. Um, that plan is currently to do once every two weeks for an episode, and we're going to try to make it as as fun and you know normal as possible. Um, I'm sure there will be um, some growing pains maybe uh, during that process, but uh, stick with us. Uh, we'll we'll be here and we'll be doing an episode every two weeks starting now obviously. Um, it's a fluid situation. It's a fluid situation. It's exactly that. Um, so I guess let's just let's just hop into the stuff the hockey related stuff that has been going on over the past couple of months. Um, do we have a preferred place to start because we have we have the Charlotte checkers, which is quite the ordeal that Justin can, can talk about a lot and then we have maybe a uh, status of the season moving forward. Do we have a preference, people?
2: Um, I think we start with the AHL a little bit okay. too because, I mean, they have made the decision to cancel the remainder of the mm-hmm. regular season uh, while, you know, the NHL is still on hold, still trying to see what the other major sports leagues are going to do, especially the NBA because, you know, they pretty much ran hand in hand and had a, the similar amount of games left. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think the AHL made the right decision here. Uh, they don't have the infrastructure in place that the major leagues do, uh, so it it makes sense in order to just call it and, and you know, looking forward to trying to set a pl- plan in place for maybe later this fall so they can start the 2020-21 season. Um, I I think they made the right decision. I, I, I don't see... I think at this point in where we are now, May 15th, it's, it's hard to say that the NHL should not follow in the same footsteps as the AHL. I think, you know, I understand the pride the players want in terms of, hey, we were all in a playoff spot. We were, you know, competing down the stretch. We were going to get there. I understand the chances of that being wiped out. But the NHL has been in a lot of weird situations before between lockouts, short seasons and whatnot. Um, this is unlike anything they've ever experienced yeah. and probably ever will in our lifetimes. Yeah. So I think the NHL should take a similar path to the AHL, and I think the NBA should follow suit. I, I know you guys may disagree with me, but I, I don't see a situation in which it's smart to continue this and then try to then push out the 2020-21 season. How does that look? Mm-hmm. You know, If they do decide to try to resume play, How's the next season going to look? Is that going to alter the seasons from here on out? Because, you know, you always think until of the how end of long, time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You always think of how long the NHL seasons and the NBA seasons are in terms of, hey, they kind of end in June, you know, June ish. Um, how does that look if we don't resume the season until maybe July? And then it pushes, does that push the start of a season from here on out to like November? you know i i guess it, it just gets interesting i suppose but um anyways uh i think the ahl made the right decision um and, and i think the nhl would be wise to do the same mm-hmm.
0: yeah i def well definitely the ahl made the right decision i mean the other because i think the other there's two factors you have to consider there a if the nhl did come back it would likely be with expanded rosters um you know, given the potential for injuries being off so long or, you know, God forbid illness. Mm -hmm. Um, So they would want to have extra players available. And two, I think the thing you think about um, is, you know, obviously if sports come back at all in the um, immediate future, any games are going to have to be played without fans. Um, This is kind of uh, something I've been looking into in my other job that I've mostly been furloughed from with high school sports but um, you talk about you know these professional and college leagues the NHL's probably not in as good a spot as the NFL or NBA with its media contracts to recoup some money mm-hmm. there but it could I mean it could make up some of that difference if you're talking about a minor league with the AHL that doesn't have anything like that and then you've got no gate sales I mean yeah even if they play you know just the rest of the regular season and playoffs if they operate for that long, without getting any kind of ticket money I mean they're they would just be hemorrhaging money it seems like
1: absolutely yeah it's um yeah I I think it's I think you make a really good point because like the the contrasting uh especially with 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 leagues like the NBA uh definitely less concern about ticket prices and and getting people in stadiums because that's not necessarily where the bulk of their money comes from unlike a league like the AHL where those gate sales are so so huge uh, in those in those smaller leagues and you know how I just I can't see it because you know obviously with the media deals too I mean could you even imagine an AHL season or playoffs being played without um, without fans in attendance uh, I you have to wonder Where's the money coming from? And I think the answer yeah. is, was obviously nowhere. the The money the money would be coming from nowhere. So that's obviously um, a big deal for the AHL. And obviously, also, you look at the other leagues like the NHL. It's parent league, obviously. Um, it's a different it's a different situation, and there's there's money to be made elsewhere. and that that's going to play a role, of course. Also the whole the 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 pandemic and the the developments made or or not made moving forward is obviously going to make a a big impact there um with moving away from from the the pandemic here for a second there there is another piece of interesting news that has come across over the past few weeks uh with regards to the charlotte checkers in particular so uh, I believe it was you know December January there were little small rumors from from people about the Hurricanes looking elsewhere for their AHL affiliate and the name or the team being thrown out there was the Chicago Wolves.
0: Yeah, um, I believe that was Andy Strickland of Fox yes, Sports yep. Midwest was the first one to throw out the the Wolves as a possibility there. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, um, so I, I think a lot of people, myself included, were like eh, that's That seems that seems far fetched well it wasn't so (laughs) it would appear as if the hurricanes are nearing a deal uh an affiliate deal with the chicago wolves organization meaning the charlotte checkers are on the outs they released a statement a few weeks ago claiming there was very little communication between them and the hurricanes and that this whole thing was brought upon them in a very
0: uh yeah it was a very bizarre situation that day when that happened because i remember um this was April 29th. It was Luke DeCock um, with the News and Observer who had put out a story. I guess he had spoken to Dom Waddell about it. And Waddell had said, you know, they're exploring, you know, other options for their affiliation. They're, you know, looking at different things. That Chicago was certainly a, um, you know, the strong possibility. And, the, you know, what the report seemed to indicate was that it's basically a done deal. Um, mm mm-hmm. In fact, it, the announcement was probably waiting on the AHL season being canceled, so it may be. I suppose it could be any day now. But um, and there was uh, the big piece in that too was that they would have an out clause after every season of their contract with Chicago. So you're thinking, oh, okay, then they maybe they just go for a couple years and then work things out and go back to Charlotte. Well. That seems less likely after the checkers released the statement that you're talking about that day. So I'm just, Mm -hmm. I'm wondering, um, you know, if something went bad between um, Khan and Tom Dundon. I'm wondering, you know, obviously the report also states that the Wolves would pay the Hurricanes more for an affiliation agreement. So I'm sure that's part of it. Um, Just a really a bizarre move. And I think a lot is lost in terms of growing the game in North Carolina and really lost for the checkers without them, you know, having that added attraction of being that, um, you know, having the hurricanes top prospects playing there and having that two hours away or whatever. Yeah. yeah.
2: Um, I think the, you know, like Andrew said, it, it seems like the long-term solution of, Hey, maybe they do go to Chicago and then, the way back I, I don't know how I, that seems off the table to me um especially the you know in the statement it says the hurricanes have had little dialogue with us regarding this matter I don't think that's the proper way to run an organization from a you know a PR standpoint in terms of you're not even communicating with your own you yeah know, it's, it's definitely a bad look yeah. yeah yeah it's it's not a good look um especially you know The initial public reaction wasn't great. I mean, you looked at it. they were like, "What the heck are you guys doing here?" Um, I understand the bottom line stuff. I understand you're, you know, you're trying to capitalize in every way you can, and that the um, affiliation fees would be higher with Chicago. That sounds great, but you know, you just went through this whole one Carolina branding thing, and you know, you've put so much emphasis on growing the game in, I guess, North Carolina and South Carolina between the ECHL. And then, you know, you have the Fayetteville, Marksman, all, all those other teams. Um, you know, I, I, it doesn't make sense from that standpoint. I, I just don't see how that looks good on you. Um, but, you know, if this is the way they go, I, w- I wonder how the interest will be. Because I think fan interest has been high in Charlotte. You know, people mm-hmm. have kept the eye, their eye on the checkers while keeping their eye on the Hurricanes. Are they, they going to care call that much?
1: last year. <laughs> Yeah. Are
2: they going to care that much about the Wolves? You know, I, you're gonna still have your own your players in that in that Wolves organization, but you know, are fans gonna kind of still lean towards the Checkers? You know, whoever their affiliation might end up being. I know that was rumored that maybe Florida, mm-hmm. you know, that cuts down their time from Springfield, Massachusetts. So, um, yeah, very interesting stuff, and, and yeah, it doesn't it doesn't look like they're gonna be on each other's Christmas cards.
1: <laughs> uh, that <laughs> sounds like a safe bet. Uh, I don't, I'm not privy to that information personally, but I would, I, I think that you're probably right about that. Um, just a bizarre falling out. It, it looks like between, obviously the the ownership and Khan Michael Khan of the Checkers and Tom Dundon. Um It's just it, it was very unexpected, especially during all of this to see what what has transpired. Uh, I I don't think anybody was expecting that. Um,
0: well, especially too a year after the Checkers win the Calder exactly. Cup. I mean, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of, you know, the the timing of it all, I mean, not just, you know, with with what's going on in the world right now, but like you said, the the, the Calder Cup, um, it really felt like over the past few years that that bridge was being built um, between Raleigh and Charlotte. It it felt like hockey was was gaining strength and all that, especially with them winning last year with the Hurricanes, doing what they did last season. And into this year, it felt like the hockey community in, in North Carolina was reaching, you know, flourishing to a point that we hadn't seen, um, if not in a long time, maybe ever. You know, it, it, it seemed like that was happening. And to throw this into it, it feels like it's a detriment in a lot of ways.
0: Well, they had done a lot of other good... Um connecting stuff over the years too i remember at least um this was a while ago now but the hurricanes played a preseason game in um charlotte do you guys remember that time yeah. uh the checkers were playing at pnc yeah yep. we one were of all excited because we thought it was maybe the only hockey we were ever going to see yeah uh that yeah. season and it ended up actually being the day the lockout ended
1: yeah mm-hmm yeah, uh, I, I remember
2: yeah. Milwaukee Admirals, I think it was. And
0: Yeah, I was at that game. I think they might yeah. have been Norfolk by that point. Oh, yeah, but... Norfolk Admirals, yeah.
2: Um, but, yeah, uh, very interesting situation for sure.
1: For sure. So, transitioning back to the NHL, um, there's been plenty of reports as of late. Um, I believe Scott Burnside said recently and in – months, or in the month prior, um, Ellie Freeman also reported that if the if the NHL does come back uh, and the idea of division teams playing in one central location and only in that location, uh, given where things were, Carolina seemed like probably the team, if the Metropolitan Division was to, to take over that model, it would likely be in Carolina. So that was something that's been interesting um to say the least thoughts on that potential development and how you guys see the realistically do you see it even happening
0: well the i know the one thing that keeps coming out um is that um there's not enough practice ice for that many teams in this area something came out today that the fact that the um if they're going to play in july that the uh the practice facility might be open by that. And I was reading through a report from Pierre LeBron earlier, you know, just from the general specifics on this whole thing, you know, there's really um, the committee has been meeting, having good discussions, you know, there's no um, concrete plans, no target date. There's talk about a 2014 playoff, maybe a 20 team playoff um, and all that. And then you've got everything with the draft too. My question about Raleigh is a, the practice ice b, you know, People are um, saying, oh, yeah, but you got to think about, too, Roy Cooper – and I want to preface this by saying I'm not criticizing. I think that Roy Cooper has taken a great approach to all this – has been um, Mm -hmm. one of the more cautious governors in running this whole thing. And, I mean, right now we're in phase one of his plan. Obviously, if we get to July, it might be different, but – given what's allowed under, you know, his mandates, I'm not sure NHL teams getting together and practicing and playing games in North Carolina would even be permissible under the current state orders.
1: Yeah. That I had that exact same thought. Um, it makes it, 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 that's what made it more surprising for me to see that this was something that was being involved with Carolina. Um, it's tough to envision that happening um and, and when it first originally came out i believe friedman was the first one who really threw it out there uh maybe a month ago maybe less uh that was that was shocking um justin what do you think about it um uh, this is also tough uh yeah as Andrew said with the you know government
2: mandates i mean ultimately that's what they're gonna have to abide by um -hmm. but i think you know i think cooper and you know whatever state it may be in that they if they decide to do this whole meet in a central location figure it out from there um i think money is going to be a factor of course i mean you know loss of revenue and they're still going to get taxes off of this so I, I don't know it, it gets really interesting in and you know you play the game of politics around sports but this is the time where it really kind of does interconnect um so i i don't know i just i i don't see a situation in which that it does happen i i just i don't it, we're just getting too late mm-hmm. here I thought you know if something was more concrete by the beginning of may you may have saw, seen something but you know the fact that they're they're still gonna have to have players, no matter what sport it is, come in and retrain because you can't just run right into games. Yeah. Like within the, you're gonna have to at least have a two week period, at least two weeks, um, of getting bodies back up to shape. Because yeah, they, some guys got workout equipment, but they're not they're not in game shape right now. I mean, some you know, of them well, you not probably, stay at home they,
1: orders as well. Most yeah. of
0: them can't. It's not like with baseball yeah. too and stuff where you can go out and you have a maybe you have a batting cage in your property. Yeah. Nobody. For the most part, nobody's really skating. You can't go out yeah. to a rink, so that's yeah. a whole other consideration.
2: Yeah, they're not they're not in game shape. You know, even if they are lifting or you know cardio or whatever it may be. So, I, I, I don't know. It gets it gets really tough, and I think this the t- clock is ticking. If you don't have something concrete by June, I say you just proceed with how your plan is. Prepare a good draft. I think the NFL did a great job of how they, they did. did their draft. I they're, I was, was skeptical. I was skeptical, and especially because it was going to be such a cool year. They were going to have it at the Venetian, and it was going to be like this big spectacle, but with like players coming on boats to the fountain or whatever. It was. <laughs> yeah, was. Yeah. But, you know, I th- I think that you know if you don't have something concrete by June, just focus on how you're going to make the draft the best possible, how you're going to figure out this free agency period. I mean, yeah, you're not going to be able to fly players out, you know, a la John Tavares style, where he went out to California and met with a few teams or mm-hmm. whatever it may be. You're not going to have that, but... I think you just need to know the way your product you have in place is you should stick with those dates at least, or just try to figure out something with those dates. Um, I don't know who the, I forget who the host city was this year. I think it's Montreal, it Buffalo, Montreal, Montreal. I don't know. Why I Montreal. thought Buffalo. Um, so, you know, honor them for maybe the next season and then, you know, continue to push those other dates back if they can, um, you know, this, but again, this is something that's, you know, it's kind of altered sports, Forever, you know, like we're gonna look at things a lot differently, and 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 then how we Mm -hmm. get back to actually having full arenas, um, you know, it may may be a while. So I think just focus on the product you you have now. Don't worry so much about how this season ends. And yeah, that sucks for you know Hurricanes fans too that were excited to see how they were performing down the stretch. You know, they looked like a team that was gonna get back in. Um,
1: Yeah. they they're, they're in right now. They the
0: corner when yeah. it shut down. What did the, they won what three in a row? Yeah, they I mean, just it went
1: was... to Pittsburgh and beat Pittsburgh. They that's right. They that handled was the Morgan Detroit. Geeky game. That was yeah. It, it. Yeah, yeah and for, yeah, exa- exactly.
2: Yeah. Morgan Geeky, can you guys even remember? Like, that was I don't know who that is. <laughs> is that someone yeah, who exists? I
1: don't know who that is. I mean, you know, also, like the, I mean, I'm just, you know. I'm gonna, I'm gonna sit here and say it. It's been a few months. Jake Garner had five points in two games. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's not forget about this. These are important yeah. things that are happening. Morgan Geeky who? Jake Gardner yeah. had five points in two games. He had just a just the final goal of, of the season, if it is the final goal of the season, is a no-look pass from Jake Gardner on the power play to Sebastian Aho. That was it. That's, that, our, that, that's, that's the momentous. The
0: fu- God, I'm, I'm back in Raleigh now. For those that don't know, I'm um... – I had been a staff writer at Kane's country previously and i was working as a sports editor at a paper up in the mountains and i'm filling in for brian now while i'm furloughed and he's homeschooling his daughter but i watched the final hurricanes game of the season at a sagebrush in canton north carolina I'm <laughs> oh, are covering a high school baseball game
1: it's just it's you know it's <laughs> it's amazing um so before we before we wrap this up I, I, I went two months without talking about Jake Gardner Justin alright I needed oh, to God. talk about Jake Gardner a little bit and yeah. Yeah. five points in two games for Jake Gardner how about that how about it Yeah. We'll can we be, get be, can we get an amen for Jake Gardner a- amen amen, amen. Right. maybe that contract isn't so bad you know? alright alright <laughs> I'll, I'll need you souring this discussion let's before we before we go um we've been doing the alternate reality stuff on, on the site. Um, Andrew, uh, if you'd like to talk a little bit about that, we can talk about that, uh, as, as we head out on a bit of a, of a hockey related upswing here on the, on the way out.
0: Yeah. Well, it's, it was kind of funny when, um, when SB nation, when the higher ups at SB nation told me we were going to be doing that because, um, two years ago, actually my first off season with Canes country, we did a giant, um, Mm -hmm. alternate reality series but i mean there was plenty of stuff we could either revisit or get you know fresh perspective on or things that happened um in between such as um justin with jeff with the jeff skinner trade we're gonna have another uh big trade from the past couple years surface um i believe we've got that scheduled for saturday from zeke um but the funny thing that struck out to me like justin mentioned in his um story about Jeff Skinner like how that turned out just fine there there's a not a lot that you want to change in recent memory even I was looking at the um SB Nation in like a Twitter poll 2015 redraft and each team got four options and at five the options they gave it for the Hurricanes were Matt Barzell Noah Hannafin Ivan Provorov and Zach Wierenski I chose Barzell but if they would have just given Aho as an option in the first round yeah. I would have done that but it's kind of like you think about that draft, and at the you know looking back, and other guys they could have had instead of Hannifin, but then you got Ajo in the second round. Hannifin was a major piece that turned into bringing Dougie Hamilton to Nor- yeah. to Carolina, which ironically Dougie was actually first traded from Boston to Calgary at that draft. Um, a lot of things have uh, have gone. Way- There's certainly a lot of uh, past picks and trades and Game eighty two losses and whatnot that you'd <laughs> want to undo. In recent memory, yeah, things have come up hurricanes quite a bit.
1: Yeah, especially <laughs> um, when you when you think about a bunch of this stuff, which at the time and at 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 times maybe not the time, but in the time following it, um, that these decisions were made, you're thinking, "Wow, the hurricanes really didn't come out well with this." And now you get a little bit more removed from it, and you're like, "Oh, okay, so this all worked out pretty well." Because you know, you you, you talk about not drafting or not being able, you know, there's the whole hoopla at the draft about Toronto, and Mike Babcock wanted Noah Hannafin. He was very passionate about it, but they took Marner. And for a while there, we were like, what if they had taken Hannafin and the Hurricanes got Mitch Marner, you know? And then you see that Hannafin leads to Hamilton, and if you draft Marner, f5 do you still draft Aho in the second round so it's this whole like butterfly effect to an extent of stuff that impacts other stuff and and where would you be now if just one little thing had changed and it, it, it's definitely really interesting
0: when well i mentioned earlier the podcast that me brian and justin did about the jeff skinner trade uh justin you can give your two cents too since you wrote that story but if i remember correctly um our tone on that podcast was not positive.
2: No, no, it wasn't. I, I thought they were kind of ballistic. I mean, especially because it wasn't, you know, like a valued prospect in their system too. Um, and I I, th- I felt like get, not getting a first round pick back was was kind of a disappointment. Um, but yeah, no, the 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 sentiment was not positive. And then you kind of see the first season he has, he puts up a career high forty goals. You are like, oh, man, I mean, but, you know, it was kind of nullified by, hey, the Canes made the playoffs. Who cares? He's scoring 40 goals. But then, you know, he goes before this season is abruptly stopped. I mean, he was on pace for one of his worst years. So uh, I don't know. And and for nine million dollars, it's not (laughs) this. You don't get you don't want that kind of production. So I think it's just the way the salary cap kind of balances out, especially with all these well-rounded players that the hurricanes have and team-friendly deals and like slave and and, and whatnot um yeah it, it, it's worked out
0: yeah, yeah when all the plus all the contract decisions like you mentioned they got coming up plus you mentioned skinner last year and then skinner this year and the, especially in the later years of his tenure with the canes that was kind of what he did he'd have a yeah. year where he'd score 30 plus goals mm-hmm. and then in the next year he'd have like 20 goals and 40 points or something like that.
1: Yeah. The next, next year he's in the doghouse with Bill Peters and you don't know what's going on. And the year before he scored 36 goals and it looked like, you know, he was back. We got it. And it was that, it was that inconsistency with him. That was, that was really interesting. Um, You can expect a lot more of the alternate reality stuff uh, on Kane's country as we move forward. It's a fun, it's a fun thing that, that is helping us get through a very uncertain and unfun for the most part time in sports and in the world. And I think with that, we have a podcast. Um, We will be back in two weeks and we'll talk about other things that um, who knows, who knows what we'll talk about in two weeks, but
0: I I would hope in two weeks we'd have some, and like we said, it's a fluid situation, you know, if, if a huge, development breaks about the season maybe we do an emergency podcast or something Mm -hmm. but um i would hope by two weeks we will have something to talk about in terms of the season
1: wouldn't that be great that would just be that would be nice i hope it happens as well you (laughs) you think let's fingers crossed um so this has been the canes country podcast it's it's good to be here it's good to be back andrew uh thank you for being on with us this week
0: hey thanks for having me i enjoyed it
1: Absolutely. Um, How do we sign off of a podcast? Follow Cain's Country on Twitter at Cain's Country. uh, Instagram, Kane's Country Picks, P I X. Um, Read the site. Right? Facebook. uh, You know, read the sites. There's so much great stuff on the site. Subscribe. Um, Everything. Subscribe to the podcast. We have a a podcast. Uh, I just remembered that. And you can subscribe on iTunes, uh, Google Podcasts, or I'm sorry, Apple Podcasts, on iTunes, Google Podcasts. Literally everywhere that you can listen to a podcast, you can listen to the Canes Country Podcast. It's great. It's wonderful. And this episode was great and wonderful. Um, and we'll talk to you in a couple weeks.
2: Bye. Bye.